Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. What is up my friends, you are very welcome along to tonight's Late Night Agenda where I'm aware the title of this video, the stream thumbnail has put the Frighteners on a lot of people and it's intended to do so, but I see a lot of people getting angry in the chat, no point in getting angry at me, it isn't my story, I didn't write it, I didn't put this out into the world, it's my job to report on it, to ask questions and to see how we feel. So the lazy people that come into the chat to have a pop at me, take your frustration and go and spread it towards the people that actually publish the articles. I'm here to report the news. I'm here to speak about Liverpool Football Club and I can't just ignore it because it worries me. It worries me for a couple of reasons. One, we seen an article the other day from a very, very reliable journalist in Miguel Delaney of The Independent who said that Jurgen Klopp was close to walking a year ago. So to see another article come out today and be spread by a lot of the media puts the Frighteners up me and I'm sure puts the Frighteners up a lot of Liverpool fans. And the question that I'm coming on tonight to ask is, is there substance to this or is it something that we should pay no attention to? Honest answer is, I probably feel it's a bit of both. Like, let's look at this objectively. Do we feel that Jurgen Klopp would be annoyed by what's going on right now? I would suggest yes. But then again, we don't know who's responsible for this mess. Is it solely the owners? Is it partly George Schmatka? Is it the new way we do recruitment? Who's messing up? There are a lot of unanswered questions, which leads to a lot of uncertainty. So that's what we're here tonight, to try and figure it out. So as always, I'm absolutely open to feedback and having a little tete-a-tete with everybody. But it isn't my story, so take your frustrations out on those who deserve it. I'm just here to ask you guys what you think of it. So what I've always said is, respect's a minimum on our channel. It's a minimum for me, it's a minimum for you to each other. So please keep that in mind when you try to have cheap shots. Because it isn't my story. I don't want it to be true like the rest of you. Of course I don't. I love Jürgen. But it worries me. It worries me because it's not the first time I've heard it. It's not the first time I've seen it written. And again, if I put myself in Jurgen's shoes, I'd probably be feeling pretty disappointed right now. I'd probably be feeling extremely frustrated right now. Um, and he deserves to feel that way because what is happening in this summer transfer window is nothing less than a joke. It's a disgrace. It's pathetic. 
and we are becoming a laughing stock. And I've also got a question here, and I'm probably not the only one that's had this question. Southampton seem to be willing to do deals with everybody else but Liverpool. Look at the James Ward-Prowse sale. Look at the Livermento sale. Everybody else that they're moving on in this window, they seem to be willing to take a bit of a hit on what they initially asked for. But with Liverpool, stance has been very different. The stance has been consistently 50 million or walk. So let's discuss that as well. And of course, anything else that you guys want to go through tonight, it is your show as always. Uh, Colin, thank you, mate, for your first Super Chat of the night, Ted. I think we both know why it's out. Uh, he's not leaving Liverpool, but we see it's already risked up the, riled up the fans to get mad at FSG. Brilliant tactic. So... I don't know where this story originated from. The first time that it came to my attention was from transfers.com, I think it was, was the was the outlet that Connor accredited to our Twitter account when he posted it. I've also seen Empire of the Cop post another version of this story. And I guess the question is, is what's going on? And sorry, somebody's asked me to go half an inch to my right. Do you mean right as in this way or that way? There we go. Any chance can move half an inch to your right. Jesus, relax, calm down. I'm in a monologue here. Asking me to move isn't part of the priority for me right now. Um, we did take the piss over the years with Southampton. Yeah, but we did. Like, I mean, I'm not going to come on and say we did. But also, it got ugly at times, right, with Southampton. Remember, Van Dyke kind of down tools to get that move. Dejan Lovren, kind of similarly. And Adam Lallana kind of forced his way out as well. So yeah, look, it's absolutely possible that Southampton are just holding us to ransom because they want a little bit of payback. That's that's absolutely possible. But what I don't get is, what are we still doing? Like, why are we still nickel and diming? Why are we still sitting here trying to figure out the next move? Because another day has gone past, another day closer to Chelsea's game at the weekend. And yet again, we're looking like absolute mugs. Uh, who'll be our next manager, Graham Potter? I mean, I'm not going through the next manager part yet, mate, because as much as I'm up for having a debate about this Jurgen Klopp stance, I'm absolutely going to bury my head in the sand about the actual possibility of him leaving because I truly don't see that happening. Um, but we've asked for Jurgen Klopp to be a bit more forthright, to call out the owners a little bit. Well, maybe these are strategic leaks. Maybe this is Jurgen Klopp trying to put the pressure on. This is what we're trying to figure out. It's very difficult to know who's responsible for this because you read some articles and they say that Jurgen Klopp has uh, more power than any other manager in the Premier League with running the club from top to bottom, himself and Pep Guardiola, the two managers with that responsibility. So if he has the responsibility for transfers... Should some of the frustration and ire be directed in his direction or George Schmatke? Or are they operating with a hand tied behind their back financially, which I think we all deem to be probably the answer. So I've thought about this a few ways today and I've thought about how it approached the stream tonight. And I don't want to come on and turn fans against each other because it's not going to solve anything. What we need to figure out right now is why this is taking so long, why it's broken down and what the plan is. Because again, Klopp wants a defender and we've not seen a bid gone in for a defender. There was a piece that came out tonight that said Inacio is still sitting there, 40 million pound release clause or 45 million euro release clause in a sporting contract. And a lot of people are scratching their heads going, what the hell is going on? Why is no bids going in? So either we're very, very slow and we're being very, very strategic or the money isn't there. 
Now, I fail to believe that the money isn't there, especially with the bonus that we got for Fabinho and Jordan Henderson. That was a pretty significant amount of money added to the coffers. So it shouldn't, it shouldn't be the money. Surely it isn't the money. I'm, I'm honestly at a point now where I feel FSG are, are not just taking the piss anymore. I feel like they are willfully doing this now. I feel like they are purposely trying to frustrate us. And look, maybe I'm pathetic. Maybe I'm a little bit over the top. But my disdain for them is growing on a daily basis. The fact that they're leaving Klopp out to dry here is pathetic. Look at it this way. We have a squad that has struggled with injuries in the past few seasons. A squad that has aged ungracefully, shall we say. And we are right now sitting here with 22 first-team players registered. The smallest number of any Premier League club. That in no way gives you the belief that we're going to, we're going to improve on last season. I mean, I've seen Berbatov today doing his top four predictions. He doesn't have us in the top four. It feels like FSG are trying to do the bare minimum to get Champions League money. Does everybody else feel similarly? That that's the goal here. It's not to win. It's not to lift another European Cup. It's to do the bare minimum to get to the Champions League and to keep that revenue stream active. That's how I feel sitting here. The killing the club, said my name, Cram. Owners are making a mockery of the club, said Chris Burton. Now look, as you know, I like to read lots of different platforms. I read on The Athletic. I read on The Echo. Uh, I read in many different fanzines and many different sites that I frequent looking for Liverpool news and just to gauge the opinion of the fan base. And there is very few people left that are defending the owners. Very few. And that's heartening to me because I've known for a long time what these owners are like. Um, many others have known even longer than I, to be fair. But right now, there's just no rhyme or reason for it, folks. It's pathetic. It's embarrassing. And we need to change. We need to change. We need to put the pressure on. We need signings. Like, I solely, or excuse me, I swear, I sat here last night with you guys doing that stream. And I thought that I was going to wake up today to the news that the, the offer was accepted and we were going to get this deal done. Because logically, and with the information to hand, I don't know why it hasn't happened. Like, it's like they're daring each other to rile us up. It's very strange. Like, usually FSG don't pay the money, but they have an excuse, right? Whether it's the wage bill or whether it's the players not being available in the market or whatever. Right now, they have no excuse and they're still doing nothing. They're very quiet. They're not being reassuring to fans. Again, very simple to do that. One statement out going, don't worry, the club are still working on deals, the club have a plan, the club know exactly who we want to get in X, Y and Z, but I don't see that. I just see days going by where we get closer to the league getting underway, closer to the window closing and no reassurance that the players we need will come in. Again, it's simple, basic maths, but to say that we lost eight players in a rebuild summer and replaced them with two, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that that's willfully pathetic. Most other fan bases feel sorry for us. That's how bad things have gotten. So today we're looking at Arsenal agreeing a £3 million loan fee with an option for a £27 million fee to buy Raya from Brentford. And that's to come in and give competition 
to the keeper. So potentially a £30 million deal on the table just to give competition to Ramsdale. Add into that the fact that they've signed Yuri and Timber, Kai Havertz, Declan Rice, and they're trying to do other deals. You look at even Chelsea. Chelsea right now are trying to do a deal with Juventus that would see Dusan Vlahovic hold the other direction with Romelu Lukaku going to Juve. They've lost in Kunku, a player who they signed and is ruled out now to probably November, December. And they're already trying to resolve that and be proactive. We're looking at the bare bones of a team. One or two injuries away from a real crisis. And yet some fans still haven't woken up. What is it going to take for those people that are still professing to want the best for Liverpool, but looking at nothing happening? What's it going to take for those people to come to the table? Because the tide's turning. I'm no longer the mouthy, gobby fool. I'm now the voice of reason. And that scares even me, that I'm the voice of reason. Because I was always the one that was a little bit OTT, remember? But right now, people are starting to see that, yeah, the warnings, the false dawns, they've all led us to this point. We didn't come up with the phrase rebuild this summer. We didn't come up with the idea that we hadn't got enough money to buy Bellingham, so we needed to keep that money. And I know Jamie Carragher believes that Liverpool are hanging on to see if Shuameni is available. And look, that would be great. But we also know that that gives FSG a very easy out if Shuameni isn't available. If we were to hang on and hang on and hang on and wait and see what happens with Arlie and Shuameni, it is very easy for FSG to say that they tried, but the player wasn't available. And then we're back to square one. So what I would have suggested is, if indeed Shuameni is the one that we want, put a bid in now. Put a bid in at least to let him know, let us know, and let everybody else know that we are active, we do mean business. But we're not going to do that. That speaks volumes for itself. Why aren't we doing it? Why are we waiting to see if Madrid are going to get Mbappe? Start the process now. What we should have done at least a month ago is put in offers for other central defensive midfielders. We should have put Southampton on notice. All we have done is strengthened their hand as the summer has gone on. Because they've seen us sit around, let the world know Lavi is the one we want, nickel and dime with the offers, which are embarrassing, but not go elsewhere. At no point did we hear talk of a potential bid for Caicedo. At no point did we hear things like Liverpool are looking to potentially pivot in another direction. Liverpool are going to revisit Kone. Liverpool are... All these things that if you were truly negotiating, you would use. Because the end goal is get the player as quickly as possible, as cheaply as possible. But all we've done is just let Southampton know they have us by the short and curlies. And it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Anybody who's ever negotiated for anything will know that you need leverage in the negotiation, first and foremost. And if you are in dire need of something and the world knows about it, you're going to get your pants pulled down unless you're a shrewd operator. So Michael Edwards, I don't see us being in this position if Michael Edwards was still at the club. So I don't know if George Schmatke can only operate in uh, markets where there's a release clause, but... Right now, we've signed two players. Both of them had a release clause. There wasn't much negotiating that needed to be done other than the structure of a payment. So what is happening? How are we here? And when is it going to change? And they tell us to be grateful, said Jack. So frustrating. It's frustrating, mate. It's embarrassing. Um, 
And we've got nothing to be grateful for. Let's be honest. It's the bare minimum we're seeing. Whitehammer, thank you for your super chat. So they can't go another season listening week after week. The trend can't defend and Darwin falling over the ball. Uh, it's already obvious it's coming. It's, it's an indictment of our owners again that we're a laughing stock. And do you know what gets me? How hard would it be for every outlet? And, you know, pick whatever outlet here. Echo, Redmen, Anfield Rap, Us, Copish, uh, Empire of the Cop, LFC Transfer Room. Just pick one. doesn't matter. The Anfield Talk. Pick one. It doesn't really matter. If every single one of us had a critical piece, be it a video, an article, post on social media, really, really letting it be known that we are in extreme disapproval of our owners and that it isn't going to wash, I believe something would happen. I do. I believe it would provoke a response. But some of these outlets, some of them are just sitting on their hands. Some of them are in fact going out and arguing with fellow Liverpool fans and telling them they're not real fans if they don't back the owners. That doesn't make sense. We don't support FSG. We didn't grow up thinking about John W. Henry and how amazing it would be to have him owning a football club. We grew up looking at Shankly, Paisley, Dog Leash, Rafael Benitez, Jurgen Klopp, Steven Gerrard. That's what we grew up with. We grew up in support of the club. We grew up in support of the institution. Whoever owns it, they're just a temporary guardian. I don't give a shit. I will trample over FSG without batting an eyelid. It doesn't bother me. I will rip them to shreds. Because I don't give a damn about John W. Henry. In the same way he doesn't give a damn about us. So we need to be proactive here. So rather than laugh at us all, rather than say this lad's an Irish mouthpiece or that lad's a brown nose or whatever, we need to come together and we need to be very, very ruthless. Because that's all they understand is negative PR, backlash. That is all FSG have ever shown that they respond to. If you literally read that gossip page on YouTube, you too can get 200,000 angry subscribers. Um, firstly, I don't know what you do on YouTube, mate, but I would suggest that me and the majority of other human beings in the world don't read stuff on YouTube. We watch it. And if you think it's very easy to get 200,000 subscribers, then off you pop. Because I promise you, mate, it ain't that easy. So rather than come in and try to be a smart arse towards me, or your fellow Liverpool fans, David, how about being proactive? How about doing something structured? Because if you think that doing this is easy to rile up 200,000 people, I've no interest in riling anybody up. I want to be on here enjoying football, enjoying the content we make. So people like you, mate, make me laugh because you know nothing and you think you're clever. Do it. Do it yourself. Start your channel. Let me know and I'll sub to it. And I can't wait for your 200,000 subscribers that apparently you think is real simple. It ain't easy, mate. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of personal sacrifice. It takes a lot of research to sit here day after day, being judged by morons like you. It ain't easy, but you crack on. The owners don't deserve Klopp. They should be giving them the best out there that's available. Yes, right. I'm going to go through some of the notes for tonight's stream and give you guys an update of where we are. 
So just to reiterate, the Empire of the Cop also put out a piece that Jurgen Klopp to leave Liverpool in 2024, question mark. It's been reported that the manager is frustrated by the levels of investment at Liverpool, but it would be a break from character for him to do it early, wouldn't it? Yes, it would, because Jurgen Klopp is loyal. Jurgen Klopp would not want to walk away from Liverpool Football Club, but I'm sure he feels pretty emasculated at times. I'm sure he feels pretty hard done by. Because when he sat down with his good lady wife in their kitchen and he agreed to that new contract, he would have wanted assurances and I'm sure he would have got them. But they aren't coming through. Now, Arsenal are apparently... Oh, I can't believe I'm about to read this out because it makes me feel physically ill. Arsenal are apparently looking to do a trade for Barella, according to Calcio Mercado. They're saying that they're trying to use Balogun and Thomas uh, Tomiyasu in exchange for Barella. Now, with all the business that they've done this summer, imagine if they somehow shift off Balogun, who isn't really playing or hasn't played for them, and Tomiyasu and bring in Barella. What are our owners doing? Where is our Barella offers? Like, there is no rhyme or reason to this. Because nobody's that incompetent. If John W. Henry said to Jurgen Klopp, there's a pool of money there, him and George Schmadke are not incompetent. There's no way that if the money was there, we would be doing what we're doing now. It just doesn't add up. So, again, the question I ask over and over again, I'll repeat. Where's the money, John? Where is the money? Don't buy into this lie about investment coming soon because this investment has been coming for over a year and we're still no closer to it they will tell you it's complicated they will tell you that it's something that could be game changing to the club down the line but that doesn't help us one dot now i don't want investment when jürgen klopp's a season from walking away i want investment to give jürgen klopp three glorious years at this football club with the best opportunity to compete in the richest league in the world the money that's going to be spent this summer on transfers is eye-watering, unless you're a Liverpool fan. Again, 95 million spent, 54 million brought in. And we're still sitting here, no closer to another signing. It's, it's a dereliction of duty. I don't know what else to say. So yes, we did sign an agreement with Google today, Google Pixel. I'm sure you guys have seen that as well. Uh, Liverpool have announced a long-term partnership with Google Pixel to become the club's official mobile phone partner. So now we've got an official mobile phone partner. We used to have an official coconut water partner. We have an official everybody's. But you know what we don't have? Anybody signing players. So stop announcing all these bullshit partnerships if they don't help the club financially. All of these things should be means to an end. The football, the squad, should be the priority. That should be the focus. Everything around Liverpool Football Club should funnel money back into the first team squad. Because that's what the club is about. That's how the club succeeds. So all of these Nike deals, Google Pixel deals, um, Standard Charter deals, Expedia deals. We don't care, John. You announce them all you want. We don't give a damn. We want to see action and signings. We don't sleep better at night knowing that you've got more money in your back pocket. We sleep better at night knowing that all of the effort that we put in to follow this football team from all different parts of the world, 
financially, with our time, with our sacrifices. We want to know that the same effort is being put in by those at the top of the club. And it clearly is not. Lewis Brazier, thank you, mate, said, Sadly, I don't think anything will change unless we have another poor season and Klopp gets sacked. Maybe that's the turning point. So, what scares me about that, Lewis, is if we have another poor season, it's going to get even harder and harder and harder to get back into that top spot. It's going to get harder and harder to force our way back in there. Because Arsenal aren't going anywhere. Newcastle aren't going anywhere. Chelsea aren't going anywhere. Villa aren't going anywhere. United aren't going anywhere. And as of now, City aren't going anywhere. So we're going backwards. We're regressing, not improving. You cannot always just improve on your situation. You have to look objectively at what your competitors are doing, what the other clubs are doing. And nobody can say, looking at other clubs' business, that Liverpool are surpassing them. And Liverpool are showing a desire and an ambition to genuinely win things. Because we don't care if we qualify for the Champions League. We care about winning the Champions League. Qualifying isn't good enough. Winning it is where the standard should be. We don't care about being in the top five or six in the Premier League. Winning the Premier League should be the ambition at the start of every season. And I don't feel like this is the ambition of these owners. Uh, Marcus Gavern, love you Craig and you're an important voice for Liverpool supporters mate I'm just another football fan I'm no more or less important than anybody else I've always tried to say the same thing I don't think I am anything special I am a guy that got lucky a guy that wakes up every day and is very very humbled by the support that we get here at Anfield Agenda but you guys are the rock stars the 3300 of you who are in this chat tonight giving up your time to share your views on our football club. You're the reason this channel's successful. Not me. I have an easy job. I'm just a, a conduit between the chat and the microphone. But you guys are the rock stars. I might cancel at FCTV to hit them where it hurts, said Scotty. Mate, I did mine today. Believe, funny you said that. I cancelled mine today because I only ever use it for pre-season. I didn't even buy a shirt this year, Scotty. No shirt for me, no legitimate shirts for my young lad or my daughter, nothing. I am refusing to give John W. Henry a penny because he's not showing any effort, nothing. How hard do you guys have to work for your money? You go out to your job wherever you work, week in and week out, and your very small expenditure that you have, like most people in this world, to spend on entertainment, to spend on enjoying your time with your family, or in luxuries like a football shirt. And they're going up and up and up. And they're taking the piss out of us. And they want us to be grateful. It's not good enough. And you should expect better. Because you deserve better. Are we football fans or are we customers? Because I tell you what. If we're customers. Then we are the victims of the worst levels of customer service I've ever seen in my life. No other business in the world would be able to treat its fans, its customers, its clientele, whatever word you want to use. No other business in the world would get away with this. I don't know why we all got sucked into these lies about investment again. Feels like it's been the same for the past four windows. Exactly. It isn't hard to find investment. They make it sound like it's ultra complicated because of course they want the investment to not only give them money, they want the investments to also add money. So not only do they want, let's say, 
I don't know, let's say Liberty Media as an example buy into Liverpool. So they want a pot of money that will come from Liberty Media buying in. And then they want the expertise that Liberty Media add to increase profits again to make up for the money that they've just lost out on, even though they haven't lost out on anything. They've just gained a load of it, but they've lost equity. So they want their pie and they want to eat it too. And as a man who knows a little bit about eating a pie, I can tell you this is not good enough. We need to absolutely rinse these clowns. FSG are pro gangsters. They, man, they are... The only... I really have to be careful what I say, but they're charlatans. They're spoofers. All the fans should wear red noses to the game say how much clowns FSG are. We need to do something. Because... Like... I'm honestly just getting sad at this point. Like, it's not even... They're ruining football. Like, what do they expect to happen? They tell us all season that this is going to be a big summer. This is going to be a defining summer in Jurgen Klopp's era at the club. And then they underdeliver yet again. And they leave us sitting here with nothing other than six people down from the squad last year. And how is Klopp supposed to compete? How is it fair? We're going to lose some of these players if the investment doesn't come. Because there's no way Mohamed Salah will look around here and go, right, I have one year to go now. What am I going to do? He's going to want out. Why wouldn't he? Because we won't be competitive unless we get investment. And the owners have the opportunity to spend money. They choose not to. Uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, my friends, if you are new, by the way. We're closing in on 186k. I think we're only two or three subs away from it. So if you haven't hit the subscribe button, please do. The previews and stuff will be out tomorrow, by the way. I know you guys... Oh, sorry. I'm recording them tomorrow. The Chelsea previews. They will be out on Friday. We'll be going through team predictions, starting 11s, the usual stuff. Someone's a Craig for future sporting director. I said this to Connor earlier on. I truly feel like any of us, any rational, normal-minded person would have gotten the deal done right now. Like... To think that in this day and age, a lot of these transfer negotiations are happening via email. Think about that. In what is a pretty time-sensitive subject, we're going back and forth in email? Get in the damn car, get yourself down to Southampton, and sit down around the table and figure this shit out. Do what Bayern Munich are doing to get Kane. Make an effort and get it done. Or walk. But it should, this decision should have been made a month ago. Boston Red Sox don't even want them around, said Kadeem. Um, I'm going to read through some of your comments now for the next few minutes. Exactly, Craig. We'll lose our best players as well as our manager. I'm not sitting through Joe Gomez and Joe Matip in defence again. And that's already been teased out there, by the way. So I've already seen a couple of pieces today that suggest exactly what you've said. That Liverpool may or may not bring in a centre-back. Let me make this very, very clear. Liverpool are in dire need of a left-sided centre-back. Dire need. Not only because Virgil van Dijk's career is at a questionable crossroads. Will he ever get back to his very best? Well, he'll tell you what. 
not having somebody competing with him or putting pressure on him isn't going to do much good because he needs somebody there. He needs that youngster pushing him, chomping at the bit, wanting that jersey, wanting his opportunity because if we don't, where's the pressure? In any of us, in any of our jobs, if we know that we don't have pressure on us, we'll do enough, but will we really push ourselves? Would you be surprised if we ended the window with McAllister and Sobitzlai? Would I be surprised? I'd be disgusted. I'd be apoplectic. I'd be... I'd be convinced that Klopp would walk. That's that's how bad I think this would get. Like, we can't. We just can't do it. There isn't a squad there. If we end the season, or the window, excuse me, with McAllister and Sobitzlai as their signings, we don't even have enough midfielders to get through a season, let alone compete. So... Thank you to everyone that is hitting the subscribe button. We've just passed 186,000, which is unbelievable. Thank you for that. But you know what? This is getting harder and harder each day for us Liverpool fans. Because you wake up. you got I don't know if you're like me, but you go to bed every night. And inside you, there's a bit of optimism. You hope, all right, well, I wake up the next day. We'll see a new signing. But it hasn't happened yet. And has anybody got an idea why it isn't happening? Like, truly, I'm open. I'm open to ideas here. Why do you think we are where we are in this transfer window? Sincere question. Also, if anybody does want to become a member, a couple of things I need to make you guys aware of that we decided last night, Ori, the memberships. So everybody that becomes an Anfield Agenda Ultra member, um, let me make sure I get this right. Let me just get this right one second. Right, everyone that has membership to the channel, be it ultra or regular, will get access to the streams that go on unlisted. So what we're going to do is, we're going to set it so if you're a member, you can go back and watch these new shows as many times as you want. You can watch them over and over again. We normally put them on unlisted after the streams and then we do a news video. So any membership, you'll be able to watch them back. Ultra memberships, you'll get access to our Discord group. That link is posted there. Anyone who has an Ultra membership will be able to see that on the membership part of the channel. Also, of course, the custom emojis. Uh, your name appears in green to me, by the way. I don't know if you're aware of that. Anybody who's a member, be they Ultra or a normal member, um, your name appears in green to me, making it much easier to spot your comments and stuff like that as well. Of course, there's membership shout-outs, custom emojis, and lots of other bits. Right, some more comments that I have to get through. Uh, Maddie, thank you, Maddie, for your super chat, buddy. He said, I've been FSG out since we won the Champions League and signed Elia Adrian and Sepp Vandenberg. Absolute chancers. By the way, I'm a scouser who goes the match. Um, well, you're absolutely spot on, Matt. You have no argument against that, pal. Um, so what you've always been told, mate, and what we've always been told is you strengthen from a position of strength, right? You win the Champions League. You have the eyes of the world on you. Everybody is looking at you thinking, what are they going to do next? Have we got a problem for the next five or six years here with this team? Look at Real Madrid. How much fear have they instilled in the rest of us with their business? Look at Manchester City. They went and won the treble last season. And they're coming out and they've signed Josco Guardiola. They've had a 70 million quid bid rejected for Paqueta. 
They're going out there and they look like they mean business, which is exactly what you should do when you win stuff. Be ruthless, move on the fringe players and replace those fringe players with potential superstars. But as you rightly said, Maddie, Elliot, Sepp Vandenberg and Adrian San Miguel. You know, what are we supposed to do with that? John Williams, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC, mate. Is Nunes worthy of a starting place at Lee Claxton? Lee, not for me at the minute. I won't lie to you, mate. I don't see Darwin being ready to start yet. Um, there's a lot of questions whether Jota or Gakpo goes through the centre, I guess, for the Chelsea game. But for me, I think Darwin still has a bit to prove. But I believe he'll prove it. I'm fully behind the young man. Scared over the title, I need context, said Fitz. So the context is, mate, that there have been multiple reports today to suggest that Jurgen Klopp could walk if this investment doesn't come or if Liverpool have another poor season because of a lack of investment. It's been reported in a few places. It's not me trying to stir up shit. Empire of the Cop have an article about it and Transfers.com, I believe, have an article about it that I know of. There could well be more at this point. So if you want to look at all the members only videos, by the way, if you scroll down on YouTube, go to the playlist, members only videos are all there on the playlist as well. If anyone that is a member or does become a member wants to go back and rewatch those streams, that option is there for you guys as well. And thank you to Connor for just sending me on that bit of information. Connor Mullen, upgraded to Anfield Agenda Ultras, buddy, pleased to have you with us. Thank you so much. Hey mate, hope you're doing well. Who'd be your 11 against Chelsea, said Adam. I'd love to give it to you. Ah, fuck it, Adam. I'm in a good mood. Let's give it to you. So the lads are going to hate me for this because I'm recording it tomorrow, but it's just us here, right? So let's get stuck into it. Here's my 11 that I'd like to see, and I'll explain why. Alison Ingold. Look, you know the back five. I don't need to give you the back five. You know I'm going to go with the back five. It's exactly as you think. Um, In midfield, I would go with McAllister in the six ahead of Jones, personally. I know that we've seen Thiago and Bajcetic back in training today, which is great. Lovely to see them on the pitch. They won't be ready for the weekend. So I'd have McAllister continue in that number six position, which isn't ideal because we want him further up the pitch because he's great at finding space between the lines. He's great at being able to pick out a pass and he isn't afraid to take a shot. But he's better than Jones in the six, in my opinion. So I'd have McAllister in the six ahead of them. I'd say most likely. This is a tough one. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm going to be yeah, I'm going to be clear with it. I'm going to go for Jones and Sobitzlai. Jones on the left, Sobitzlai on the right. 
And as harsh as this sounds to Diogo Jota, I'm going to go with Mohamed Salah on the right, Lucho on the left, and Gakpo through the middle. Mainly because it's away from home. Mainly because of Gakpo's uh, fantastic ability to defend and press from the front. And also, I love the idea of having Jota off the bench if we need a goal. Because the man's an assassin in the penalty area. So, if we need a late goal, Darwin or Jota off the bench. That's what I'd go with. But it's not ideal. Because I'd much rather be sitting here having a frustrating conversation with you guys about a definitive number six who's already definitely going to be playing. And then who do we leave out? You know, we, do we have a difficult conversation about Alexis McAllister, Curtis Jones or Sobitzlai? Because one would have to miss out. And that's what we expect. And that's what we should be doing as fans. That's what we should be able to do right now. Do members get Discord access? Ultra members do. If you're an Anfield Agenda Ultra member, if you go onto the membership page, you'll see a link for Discord that you can join. And we've had lots of people join over the last couple of days as well. So, yes, if you're an Anfield Agenda Ultra member, you will get access to the Discord. We may include that to the normal membership in the future, but we're just being really careful now um, because we want to make sure that we you know, build the Discord up safely because we don't want it full of assholes. You know, we want nice people in there who aren't there to cause trouble. Um, so, the guys in the back have also said, I've said it, so if you go to the podcast tab on our channel, you'll find all the members-only videos. There we go. Thank you, Mr. Producer Man. Jota must start. He's my number nine this year, said the chosen one. I get it. Look, as I said when I was doing my predicted 11, I felt dirty not putting Diogo in there because he's had a great preseason. If this was a home game, Diogo would be playing for me. I just feel that because it's um, because it's a really tough away game against Chelsea and I don't know how the opening exchanges will go, I feel more comfortable having Cody Gakpo defending from the front. And I love the idea of being able to have Diogo off the bench as well. But you're look... It's a very fair show. Is Lavia still on? Yes. Look, honestly, I'm surprised that we haven't seen this deal concluded today. Because I told you yesterday and many other, well, I was going to say many other journalists. I'm not a journalist. Actual journalists have said that the player has let it be known clearly to Southampton he wants the move. There's even articles today that suggest that Southampton are... I don't want to say arrogant, but they're very confident that Liverpool will be back with the 50. So the only question I have now is, why hasn't it happened yet? Because if it doesn't happen, grand, go elsewhere, but make it happen quickly. If you don't get them... Look, I think we've left it too long, as I said earlier on. If you wanted to try and play a bit of a cat and mouse game with Southampton, then you have to show Southampton that you have other other areas that you're looking to to add to or other options. We've made it very clear that Lavia is the option. And at this point, Southampton have us by the short and curlies. They do, because they know we don't have options. We can pretend we do, but right now, the negotiation is going to be the 50. So pay it, get the lad, and move on to the centre-back situation. Uh, Nags Games, welcome to Anfield Agenda Ultras, buddy. Uh, Fitz said, FSGO or make some changes, give Klopp the support and fundings to sign exciting players and give us a shot against other teams who aren't afraid to upgrade their squad. Absolutely. It's um, the days of us penny pinching have to be over. 
You know, football players are what they are. The market's inflated. You got to pay what you got to pay. Everybody else is having to pay it. We can't be any different. Yes, you can try and, you know, be creative at times. But we're not even doing that. I'm not even seeing offers of loans to Southampton for players that maybe would help them out in the championship. We feel it's just, it's embarrassingly bad. Uh, loving the new layout, said Jack. Thank you. I'm very, very um, proud of the team behind the scenes. So with a new camera that I'm using now as well. But yeah, new graphics. But again, that's down to the incredibly talented guys behind the scenes. Uh, Craig Nunes wasn't in training as he injured. So the line, the answer to that, Alex, came from, I think somebody said, Theo Squires said that he had media duties. Now, I'm not saying Theo Squires is right or wrong. What I'm saying is, I find it a bit difficult to comprehend that somebody would miss training because of media duties. Do you get me? Especially when we're getting so close to the league. And the training's on, the lads are out there training. Afterwards, media duties, no problem. But that was the line that was um, was mentioned to me earlier on regarding Nunes. Adam Canu, thank you. So keep up the great work, you legend, mate. I'm just a normal dude. I'm not used to this. I'm the guy that got rinsed, right? I'm the guy that always gets called a loudmouth and an idiot. So I don't know what's happened over the past few months, but I'm very grateful. But like, I'm just a normal fella. I'm not going to be one of those guys that thinks that he's anything he isn't. I'm a normal dude that is fortunate to have this platform and I'm infinitely grateful for it. He said, all the Liverpool fans I know down here in Australia love the stream and if they don't know about it yet, I'll tell them to watch. Raw, true emotions I mostly agree with. And you know what? That last sentence, Adam, is really important to me because we might not always agree. You know, I, I will say things at times that you don't agree with and I'm sure you guys will say things that I don't agree with. But if we can do it in a respectful way with dialogue, I think we'll solve a lot of these issues. Craig, can you say hi to my mates Bassam and Lydia? See, I don't know if I'm being if I'm being set up around in this one, but you've sent the super chat, you've asked the question, of course. Bassam, Lydia, how are we? Uh if I'm being set up on something, I hope it's funny at least. They now use Chelsea payloads and came twelfth. They forget to mention we literally have Klopp. Klopp with that money uh would win everything. Yeah. I mean look. Chelsea finished 12th, not because of a lack of spending, but because of a lack of a plan to that spending. One thing we know about Jurgen Klopp and his team is there wouldn't be a lack of a plan. There wouldn't be a lack of groundwork done. There wouldn't be a lack of an idea what to do with the players that would come in. So, yeah, we can't be compared to Chelsea. And if they do want to compare us to Chelsea, we'll look at the response. Look at the response to that failure. It wasn't to throw their toys out of the pram, throw their hands up in the air and say it's impossible. The response was to go out there once again and invest. To give Mauricio Pochettino the best chance of success. That's the difference. Todd Bowley's a lunatic in my head. He's wasted a lot of money. But at least he's trying to win. At least he's trying to get Chelsea back where he thinks they should be. Can we say the same about John W. Henry and FSG? Not a chance. You're on YouTube now. Don't be going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We're back home and that's where we're staying. Uh, Andrew Webb said, Great layout, Craig. What is it with the title of the stream and Klopp quitting? I've done this a few times, mate, but I'm happy to go back over it for you. 
there's a couple of articles doing the rounds today, Andrew. One in transfers.com, one the Empire of the Cop, and I think there's a couple of other people taking the same takes on um, the original source of this. And it says that Jurgen Klopp could potentially leave either at the end of this transfer window or during the season if the investment doesn't come and if we fail once again. That's the gist of it. Um, and when you follow this on from Miguel Delaney's uh, piece the other day, who Miguel Delaney I couldn't hold in higher esteem as a journalist. He's a fantastic journalist, Irish man, works for the Independent, brilliant journal. He said that there was a belief inside some sections of Liverpool last year that Jurgen Klopp could walk, a belief that was never there before. Now, he also went on to say that things have, be, things have improved immensely since then and Klopp's in much better form. But that was before this window came about. This window isn't going well. So I don't understand how you can spend so long preparing for something and then fail so badly when time comes. We sold two of our number sixes and are complaining Southampton aren't playing ball with us. You can't make this shit up. I know, Maddie. It's embarrassing. And we let them do it. Like I said to you, Maddie, if you, if you, you and your missus want to buy a gaff, and you go and look at the house and you think, this is the house for us. And it's 200 grand. And you say to your missus, right, we can afford the 200 grand, but let's put in an offer. As you do. And you'd open up with an offer, let's say 180. And the owner says to you, look, appreciate your interest in the house. But honestly, we need the 200 grand or we're not moving. We're in no rush to move. We're thinking of downsizing. But we're okay as we are. So we're going to sell the house. We want 200 grand for it. We believe that's its value and we won't take any less. You then, Maddie, would have a decision to make, right? You either say, do you know what, love? This is the house we want. We can get to that number. Fuck it. Let's do it. Or you don't and you walk. But you don't continue to annoy them by saying, how about 182, 185, 187? Do you know what I mean? And that's where we're at now. Southampton have drawn their line in the sand. And we have spent a month pissing that away with inept negotiating. If we really wanted to try and knock that figure down, then when we went in with 40 or 45, the next step should have been that we go off and put a bid in somewhere else for another holding midfielder. To show Southampton that we have options. To show Southampton that we won't be held um, over a barrel or that we aren't taking the piss. We have options elsewhere. We haven't done that. All we've done is prove to Southampton that we'll pay this 50 in the end. That's all that's happened. Okay, I'm reading something here that has just been sent to me, so bear with me. Um, I'm right, so. FSG purchased the controlling interest in Pittsburgh Penguins in 2021 for $900 million, adding an NHL team to the ownership portfolio, including MLB's Boston Red Sox and Premier League's Liverpool. Now the company is in growth mode, once again, according to FSG's chief financial officer. Julie Swinehart, FSG CFO, chief financial officer, said on Bloomberg's July 12th Chief Future Officer show that she was working to maintain FSG's finances so that we can go and seek out the new team in an existing league or perhaps dive into a new venture in a new type of sport. We are in growth mode. Sam Kennedy, president and CEO of the Boston Red Sox and chief executive of FSG, backed up that statement. He said, as long as the growth opportunities fit our overarching criteria, it's something we'll look at. How about spending money on the assets you have, you cheap fuck? 
See, this, they're basically just saying again that they're going to leverage the increase in valuation of Liverpool to go out there and buy another team. So they're going to keep increasing and we're going to move further and further down the food chain. It's a joke. And we're being taken for mugs. Again. That, is, that really is just pathetic. Uh, I think I've missed the super chat. So bear we said, FSG out, make some changes, give Klopp the support and funding to sign exciting players and give us a shot against other teams who aren't afraid to upgrade their squad. Thank you for that, Fitzy. Appreciate your super chat. Um, Mr. Maguire, thank you for your super chat. Said, do you think Gakpo could become one of the best false nines in Premier League history, Craig? Also, love the content. Um, and thank you to Mark for keeping me up to date with these ones that I've missed as well. That's why he's the chief mod. He's a legend. Um, to answer that, question on Gakpo yes I do truly believe that Cody Gakpo uh, could become one of the best false nines in Premier League history and I say that having in mind that for me Bobby Firmino was already one of the best so we had a good conversation yesterday where somebody said they don't understand why we signed Gakpo I was the same until I heard Klopp speak about it and until I've seen the genius behind why we signed him. To help defending from the front. And because of course of his versatility. So I agree 100%. Cody Gakpo could be incredible in this role. And what will make it even better is in the future. If we can have Darwin there as well. And link the two up. I mean we are blessed in the forward line. We truly are. Uh, Corey Peter said we as fans need to act pure and simple. FSG out. LFC said three years ago, is there cash cow, said James MK. On Instagram, there's already an FSGO trend below the new post, said the gamers. Good. That's what we need. You're right. And we've every right to call for this. So don't let anybody tell you that you aren't a real fan. I would argue that if you don't want success, if you don't want your owners to do more, like who are we supporting here? Somebody clip this for me because it's a genuine question. Who do you support? For these people that are making excuses for the owners, who do you think you're supporting here? Who do you think you're helping? You're not helping your fellow fans. You're not helping the manager. You're certainly not helping the players. Who do you support? You're a Liverpool football club fan. You're not a John W. Henry fan. You get brown noser points, of course, because you want access or you want to be allowed into press conferences or you want all the other grubby stuff that you're not actually willing to come on and say up front. So if you're one of these people that are trying to ridicule and undermine other fans by arrogantly saying you're not a Liverpool fan if you don't support the owners, my question is, what are you at? Truly, who are you trying to please? And also, who are you trying to kid? Because we all see through it. At this point, there isn't an honest Liverpool fan in the world that isn't appalled at the lack of investment in the transfer market. There isn't a sincere Liverpool fan in Timbuktu, in Auckland, in Melbourne, in California, in Dublin, in London, in Bristol, in wherever, that isn't sitting here right now wanting to punch a hole in the wall because a generational manager is being absolutely hung out to dry by FSG. And if that isn't your stance, you are an embarrassment to not just our club, to yourself. So to have the cheek to think that you get to undermine other people is 
quite simply a joke. And that's not aimed at any one person. That's to whoever is defending these owners. I don't get it. What is there to defend? I grew up supporting Liverpool, the badge, the club. No one player, no one manager. They'll all come and go. Owners will come and go. The club, the tradition, the history, the thing that made us fall in love with this beautiful football club needs to be maintained. Above all else, that's important. So don't sell your soul. Don't sell out. Don't be a hendo. And just go against what you know to be wrong for a couple of quid. Grow a pair. And you'll get far more respect for it. This growth mode thing is it's it's embarrassing. What are they like what's growth mode? We want to buy more stuff. For what? So you can underinvest in more assets. Because look at the assets that FSG own. The Red Sox underperforming. Liverpool underperforming. Pittsburgh Penguins underperforming. So if you're a potential fan of one of the uh, clubs that are in growth mode to buy, think long and hard because it ain't all champagne and Skittles, I promise you. Craig, who's the ideal centre-back you would sign for Liverpool this summer? The honest answer would have been Josko Gvardiol. That's the safe answer. But... I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that one because of the money involved. After that, you could go from the guy from Inter Milan, Bastoni. You could look at Van de Ven, who, by the way, has just signed for Spurs. So another one we missed out on. Inacio sitting there in Lisbon wondering, is anybody ever going to trigger this relief clause? Because remember, every month that goes by, Inacio's basically given up a pay increase to see if somebody will come and buy him because there's a pay increase on the table for him but there's also an increase in his release clause to 60 million that will be on the table. So he's holding out in the hope that somebody's going to come in. So truly, there's about 10 options. Marque, Bastoni, there was Van de Ven, Perchers, Inacio, Silva, Colwell, we could have at least made a play in what he was available. Gvardiol was another option. And these are just off the top of my head. And we're done nothing. Nothing, which is criminal. Having offers rejected, fair enough. But to do nothing and hear your manager sit there and say, I want a defender. I want a defender. I, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm shocked at the ineptitude of these owners. And I'm shocked at the brass neck of them to think that they can continue to lie, manipulate, and that us gullible fools here, us tickos watching football, will just take it. We won't take it anymore. We shouldn't take it anymore. They need to know that there are actions. And they need to know that we aren't going to sit here while the club burns down. We're not going to sit here and let us fall into or to obscurity again. None of us want to live through another Roy Hodgson era. None of us. But that's where we're going. Might sound a bit over the top but no Champions League this season can any of us honestly say that we've improved on our position more than any of the teams that finished ahead of us honestly fair question no we haven't 
the teams that finished ahead of us have all strengthened again. While we're sitting around praying that we can sign a 19-year-old kid from a relegated side. Apologies for Hendo. Are you asking me to apologise for Hendo? Fuck Hendo. How does that work for you? Hendo is a hypocrite, a liar and an absolute joke. So no, there will never be an apology out of my mouth for Jordan Henderson because he's a pussy. He's gone over to Saudi Arabia and he hasn't even been man enough to front up and explain his decision. All that he said is, Yo, Stevie was a, a big draw over here. Uh, you're a coward, Henderson. You claim to be an ally to underrepresented people, to minorities, to people that needed your support. You took the money, the adulation and the fame that came with being this super captain with feelings and morals. And then at the first opportunity you went running and you sold those people down a river. So no, I will never apologise for Jordan Henderson being a hypocrite mate. Because he should and we should expect more. He's the captain of our football club. So no, never will I apologise for that man running off with his tail between his legs like a coward. And that's what he is to me, a coward. He didn't stand up and face it. He didn't even own it. He didn't even come on and go, I know, looks terrible, but money. He did nothing. He sat there and absolutely just ran away like a little coward. So that's my take on it. Your view is your own, of course, but that's mine and I'm never going to apologise for it. What do I think about Cara blaming Klopp? So honestly, Cara probably has a lot more information to hand than than I would have. So when Jamie Carragher says stuff like Jurgen Klopp has the run of the club from top to bottom, I, I don't know if that's the case or not. But I would also say that he does have to probably accept a part of this blame. If for nothing else, for the over... Um, what am I trying to say here? For being too loyal to the owners or to those who are failing or to those who have let them down. But it is difficult because... None of us want to see a bad a bad word about Jurgen Klopp. Because, let's be honest, we idolise the man. He's revolutionised the club. He's put belief back into us. He has turned us from doubters to believers. But he should never be above criticism. But he should get that criticism respectfully. So, I think Jamie Carragher was honest. And I'm never going to criticise somebody for being honest. So... He's right about the embarrassing part, first and foremost. And he's also right, and it's a fair point to say, why aren't we in for Caicedo? Truly. Let's say that the value for the midfield that we wanted to bring in was 40. Let's say that that was the number that Liverpool were willing to spend on a DM before the window went underway. Well, we got an extra 53 million, remember? So, makes sense that there should be more money available. So why aren't we in for Caicedo? It's a fair question from Cara, because we did get a big bunch of money. Um, 
Right, righteous gamer, thank you, buddy. Said FSG don't like to be made to look bad in the public eye. How do we get together and make them look bad in the public eye? Protest outside Anfield. So, look, there was a suggestion. Thank you for your super chat, by the way, my friend. There was a there was a suggestion at our live show the other day in Dublin from somebody at the back of the, the audience, and they said, "Why don't we all black out our social media profiles?" I th I think he's on the right idea, but I tweak it a little bit. If we all change our social media profiles to FSG out, if we change our bio picture to FSG out, and we do that consistently across social media, imagine the impact of the Anfield rap, us, Redmen, Empire of the Cop, this is Anfield, the Anfield talk, Anfield edition, uh, Copish, Anfield index, any other outlet you can think of. Imagine the impact of every single one of them changing the profile to FSG out. It would be noticed, it would be written about, it would be spoken about, and it would start to put the pressure on. So asking people to process at the ground, yes, it's a good idea, but it's also a tricky thing because you will get far more numbers around the world if we do it online if we do it digitally if we put the pressure on this way there's far greater numbers um thing is they won't though well i will i've no problem doing it Maybe we should be the first. I, I, you know, you know what'll happen. We'll do it, and we'll get ridiculed by the top reds. But I don't care, cause I don't know what the top reds profess to support. I don't know what they want, cause it isn't success. Poll it, yes. Before we finish up, let's run a quick poll. Um, let me get this sorted. One sec. Before we finish up, we'll run a quick poll. Right, there you go. Poll's in there. We'll carry on for another 10 minutes so we can give this poll time to uh, do its thing. Is Xabi deal ending as Jurgen's pure coincidence? Xabi uh, Alonso signed a new contract with Leverkusen. And off the top of my head, buddy, I, I can't remember when it, it is too. The, the only information I ever had on Xabi Alonso was that Real Madrid were looking at him Honestly, as a Carlo Ancelotti replacement for when Carlo moves on to take the Brazil job. Uh, nah, Craig, you're the voice for us currently. Keep going, please. Don't stop calling them out. I'm not going to Ricky. You know, 
I say this all the time. My, my life would be a lot easier if I just bit my tongue at times, but I can't because if I see something that I'm truly against, I speak out. Uh, Hi, Craig. Do you think we need to sign a centre-back, said Laser Sharp? Yes, my friend. We, we've got no competition for Virgil van Dijk on the left side. And even with that, even just knowing Matip and Gomez are the backups doesn't fill me full of confidence. Gomez... I'm never going to be sold on. I don't mind him being around the club as an option at right back or to fill in at centre back at a pinch. But I wouldn't feel comfortable if Verge got an injury and we had to go through half a season relying on Joel Matip, let's say. Because we know Joel Matip wouldn't be able to cope with the rigours of two games a week. So yeah, I would say at this point, mate, we very, very, very much need a left-sided centre back to put pressure on Van Dijk and to just give Klopp a bit of breathing room. We always seem to be in a position as a squad where we're one injury away from a crisis, and we don't seem to have learned the lessons from that. Uh, 2026 Shabby Alonso deal. Well, it's pretty cool that it is 2026, because as we said, that you know that is the same time as Klopp, and I think we'd all be um, pretty feckin' happy if Xavi Alonso did end up being... Um, Liverpool manager after Klopp but he has to deserve it he has to continue his good work at Leverkusen I do feel Madrid are going to make a play for him though um, Ancelotti will finish the season take the Brazil job and then Madrid have a question about who they bring in as the next manager how would anyone know Klopp's plans do you not think if he's frustrated my friend that he wouldn't you know brief someone because remember at this point we don't have to take that as gospel that Klopp's tease or frustrations could lean to him walking away but the possibility of it could be enough to make the owners act so sometimes these things are a slight distraction from the norm but look none of us think Klopp wants to leave but if he thought about it before and if he was unhappy with the direction the club was going then, and a year on, the false promises of investment haven't come around, you could understand why he's starting to get a little bit tetchy, to say the least. And also, on the shoe many thing, as much as I'd love it to happen, I don't understand why we'd have to wait. If you want shoe many, offer the money now. At least start the process. Let's see what Madrid do. What harm could it do? If nothing else, it will show Southampton that we have an option. You know, if we don't get Lavia, okay, we'll upgrade. We'll go get Schumann, or at least we'll try. But all waiting around to see if they get Mbappe is going to do is give FSG more breathing room. Because you would imagine the Mbappe to Real Madrid thing would be a pretty late-in-the-window job if it happened. Which means, again, there's a small window for us to do that deal, which, if it failed, they'd have an easy get-out-of-jail-free card. And we don't want to give them that. On a funny note, FSG should buy United and sell Liverpool. <laughs> uh, God, I can only imagine the money they wouldn't spend at United. Um, Craig, there's a huge update regarding Lavia. Toss is still ongoing between the two clubs. How's that a huge update though, Alex? The, the update should be that it's done. 
because there's no negotiating to do, my friend. It's 50 million. Now, look, yes, maybe structure of that. You could talk about 40 million up front, 10 million add-ons, whatever, but you need to get to 50 million. And, you know, the players chomping at the bit to come and sign. So I don't understand what the delay is. We need to get it done. So I hope we... I, I thought we'd, we'd hear it now, in all honesty. I thought it got up today and seen this was done. Uh, I've joined the FSGO army. Let's have a look at the poll then. So... 87% of people so far, and there's been 800 votes, have said, yes, change social media profile to FSGO. 13% said no. So without any judgment, I'd like to know the 13% who've said no. Okay, some of them are going to be opposition fans on a wind-up. But those that truly don't think it will do any good, uh, sincerely, why? Is Lavi coming to Liverpool or not? The fuck are you asking me for? Do I look like John W. Henry? Do you think I have the deal in my hands? Because I tell you this, if I was negotiating it, it'd be done. So asking me, is he coming or not? Don't get pissy at me, mate. I'm not the one doing these transfers. Do you not think I want it to happen? For the love of God. Like, grow up. Who the fuck do you think you are to come in with your snotty attitude and just go, is he coming or not? You're not me ma. Go away, like. Uh, have you heard of the Nkunku injury? Yeah, MCL, I think it was, out till maybe November, December, which is, I mean, it's unfortunate for the player, of course, but, you know, weakens them a little bit ahead of us playing them uh, there's a clip on YouTube of fans booing Henry at Boston Red Sox F&A or Q&A six months ago apparently it's happened a few times mate so I've I've spoke to some Bostonians who um who've said exactly that that they aren't very well liked and that's their hometown club I keep saying this like if they won't do it for their hometown club what what chance have they got to do for us like across the Atlantic? So yeah, it's it's nuts. Right, we're gonna end this poll anyway. Now we'll let it get to a thousand votes, then we'll end the poll and we'll have a good sample size then. Some of these people's comments are so rude. I, I don't get it, Colin. You know, like people get angry about the title of the video. I didn't write the article, but I have to talk about it. So I, I not, look, I understand people are frustrated, Colin. Of course they do. I'm frustrated as well. But turning on each other ain't going to solve anything. We've got to be proactive in this and show United Front. Move to YouTube. Haven't been here for a while. Salad to Saudi. Did I miss that news or has anything changed? So there was an article... There was a couple of different ones, actually. There was one article the other day that suggested that they were going to come in with a 60 million quid offer for Salah and a two-year 180 million salary. Now, I don't remember who reported that, but I remember... Actually, do you know what? I remember it's something to Redman TV and Anfield Edition. And Remy Abbas replied saying, we've not held talks with anybody. So, 
I don't know who he's calling out there. I don't know if red men were just tagged in that because they happened to be in the thread or if it was something said on one of their uh, articles or shows. I don't know is the honest answer. Um, But I think we lose Salah at the end of this season anyway because I can't see FSG uh, extending it. I can't see them giving him a pay rise and we cannot allow him to leave for free. So, you know, for me at the end of this season, we're going to have that uncomfortable thing to look forward to. Because we can't lose another player for free. I want Mo to stay. Of course I do. And if Mo puts up numbers this year, I would be more than happy for the club to extend. But I can't see FSG doing it. One injury and we're done. I mean, you're not wrong. Right, look, my friends. I'm going to have to go. And I've got a few bits and pieces to get done. And I've got a few questions to ask people and stuff. But... If you're coming in late, don't worry. We're going to record a video in the next 10 minutes. It'll be up by 10 o'clock. And I'll break down everything that's happened in tonight's stream. All the news that we've had. Before I head off, I just want to say again, thank you to all of you for your continued support of the channel. For your support of each other. It's not been a great week, has it? But we've stuck together. And hopefully we can start to see some positivity coming. If nothing else, the league gets underway on Sunday. So I will see you guys same time, same place tomorrow. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Drop a like on the video. And of course, thank you guys so much for your time tonight. I hope that you're all well. Your families are safe and you're enjoying the summertime. So much love. I'll chat to you soon. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.